And we're back. And um, I just want to note here real quick, you can read Daryl's story and more about the push underway in Albany to uh, push through these legal system reforms in the latest edition of The Independent. And that's out now citywide and available online at independent.org. That's I-N-D-Y-P-E-N-D-E-N-T dot org. And, of course, I should also let you know that uh, you're listening here to Indie Radio on WBAI 99.5. I'm Peter Rue, and we're also in the middle of a pledge drive. So if you are being moved by what you're hearing, uh, support more programming like this by going to give to WBAI.org or calling 516-620-3602 and show your support. Um, we need it to keep programs like this on the air. So, uh, Daryl, let's go back to you real quick uh, once more. Um, you made a pair of powerful comparison when we spoke uh, for this for the piece that's in the indie right now uh, between your experience and that of slavery. Would you, would you like to um, say more about that? Well, I, I feel that the, um, the criminal justice system, as it is, is it's a new Jim Crow mm. because when you look at the, the population, uh, seventy-five to eighty percent of the people are people of color that's in jail. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a money machine, and it's, it's sad, but it takes advantage of low low income people. Um, the Bronx is considered the the lowest congressional, the, low, the poorest congressional um, district in the country, and they take advantage of that. And people of color neighborhoods, so it's not it's not it's not fair, and it hurts. Mm. Yeah, but it seems like prosecutors really benefit from that because there simply aren't enough judges. There isn't enough time to give people a speedy trial, and it sort of works in their favor. Um, but right now, there's real push for change going on. We have a, a state legislature that is, for once, violently controlled by enti- entirely by Democrats. Uh, Nick, do you want to talk a little bit about? I understand there's multiple bills, uh, you know, before lawmakers in Albany. Uh, Cuomo has made a proposal, and there's two bills in the legislature. Do you want to break those down for folks? Let them know what's going on? Sure. So um, like you said, uh, in the fall, we had uh, the Democrats take over the New York State Senate, which now means that there are Democrats in charge of the the Senate, the Assembly, and with Cuomo in the governor's mansion. Um, and so going into this year, we, you know, we expected that we would have um, a, a smoother path to getting some of these bills passed. You know, none of b- both Discovery Forum and Any Money Bail have been conversations that have been going on in Albany for years and years and years that traditionally were blocked by the Republicans. Decades. Yeah. Um, decades, right? Um, and so I think what we didn't quite expect was how um, much the prosecutors would really push back against all these efforts. So while we did see coming, you know, right out of the gate in January, the legislature passed voting reforms. We had the Reproductive Health Act. We had Child Victims Act. Uh, a, a whole bunch of very important reforms. Um, but criminal justice seems to be, you know, a little bit uh, sliding down kind of the scale of what is important in Albany. And some of that has been the prosecutors really hammering away at legislators, uh, spreading misinformation about the bills and trying to do their best, uh, like you were mentioning, they do in court to delay this as much as possible, um, you know, so that they end up so that the reforms end up either gutted or not passing at all. Uh, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> uh, one of the, I've read several of these op-eds that these district attorneys have written, and they always say they always start by saying, uh, "Well, first off the bat, I'm I'm really in favor of reform. This has to change." But and uh, you know, reminds me of that Martin Luther King expression: "Waiting means never." Mm-hmm. Um, this is a case where we have full control of the state house. Uh, there's really no excuse, but we're getting into the weeds here, and people are being asked to 
put down and uh, show where they stand. But let's talk about, uh, you, uh, hopefully both of you will weigh in on this. Um, let's talk about some of the DA's claims. One is that it's going to endanger witnesses and endanger victims. Um, that maybe we'll just start there with, with that accusation about this current legislation. Sure. I mean, so I think to start with, right, the, the DAs, there's a, an understanding now, right, the role that the DAs played in driving mass incarceration in the United States. They use their discretion in a way that drives people into jail. At the same time, um, DAs in New York State, DAs Association of the State of New York, which is a lobbying group for district attorneys, have said to the legislature that there is actually nothing wrong with the jail population in New York State. Um, everybody who is in jail is there, quote unquote, appropriately. So they're coming from a perspective that they're is no problem for them to fix, mm. um, which runs counter to kind of everything else that the public considers. Um, with the issues around witness safety, obviously that's what we're all interested in. Um, I think to begin with, the conversation starts often from a premise that the status quo is working, which is not correct, right? There are many, many ways for people to um, enjoy safety in their community that do not include locking up people in jail. Um, so with the specifically on the discovery bill, what it includes is uh, protective order on the front end. So um, that what that means is that a prosecutor, anytime they feel uh, they are nervous about a witness or a case, they can simply go to the judge and say, hey, I want to um, not include this witness's information because of X, Y, Z. And then the judge can uh, allow that, allow that redaction. And what the prosecutors have been saying, which is not accurate about the bill, is that people's like home addresses will be put out in public and on social media and things like that. Mm -hmm. And that's not actually the case. What the bill provides for is alternative contact information. And so this is a way for when you say, you know, Nick from Brooklyn said this in the case, the defense attorney can say, OK, there's many, many different nicks that I got to look through. Um, I need to find out who this person is. And so there's some contact information. Could be a friend of a friend's house, could be a relative, you know, a, a, a phone number. Right? It's just a way of verifying that this person is who they are and said what they said. Mm. And let's talk about this. Uh, oh, yeah, Daryl. Um. And then also, um, Nick talked about the protective order. I had a protective order taken out against me for 18 months. So and I was locked up. So that's what that measure is already in place. So that 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 um claim that they're saying is 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 bogus as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, um, it's really cynical. They're using uh, victims of domestic violence as basically a smokescreen to prevent uh, this reform and keep people in in jail uh, for crimes that they they didn't commit or with, without even the right to trial. Um, we're running out of time here, but I remember. Uh, Daryl, let's talk about what happened because you were arrested in the summer, right? And when were you you were released in December? Uh, did you get an apology? What was it? What happened when you got out of, of jail? And how long did your trial last? Uh, tell, the, the trial yeah. was maybe three or four days. And no, I never got a, a, an apology. Prosecutor told me good luck. That's what they said as I walked out the court. Mm. So they they it wasn't. I don't know, how can I say, they, they didn't really care. They just wanted a conviction, and they knew that it wasn't going to happen. So when I walked out, all they said was good luck. Now, however, the judge in the case, he um after everything was dismissed, he said, I need to watch the company. I keep on choosing my friends wisely because the person that did this to me, I didn't know. Hmm. And uh, did they give you a coat? Because uh, you were wearing the clothes you no, wore. Yeah. No, no, 
when I left, I had um to go to actually I had to go to the um legal aid department, and they gave me a coat to put on because, like I said, I got arrested in the summer. When I got out, was winter. It was the coldest day that year in the wintertime. I didn't have no, I didn't have a coat on, so they gave me a coat because where I was staying at throughout all my clothes. This is how the the system treats people. Daryl, do you have a message for lawmakers in Albany right now uh, about about uh, this push for legal system reform? Yes, my message is: won't you go ahead and sign this bill so that people can stop suffering and and dying literally in jail, spiritually, physically, and mentally. Mm. And I understand Vocal's part of this larger coalition right now, pushing for. Um, criminal justice system reform in Albany. If folks want to get involved, uh, make a difference, what can they do, Nick? Uh, I mean, the most, the, the best thing to do is to join an organization that's already involved. Uh, you can call your legislature, legislators, you can call the governor, um, and then also remember that district attorneys are also elected officials, and so there are races in 2019 in the Bronx and in Queens, and uh, get involved at the local level. You know, the, the criminal justice system is a, a very, very local apparatus, so uh, yeah, you can get involved, you know, vocal New York, or um, call your legislators. Yep, and uh, you know we've seen in Philadelphia with Larry Krasner and, and in Boston, uh, electing and changing your district attorney can make a big difference. So I hope listeners in Queens and in the Bronx have, have taken heart to tonight's program and will uh, push for some real change because it's about time. Uh, that about does it for tonight. I'd like to, I'd like to, uh, uh, Reggie, would you uh, cue the music? Reggie is our vi- vigilant engineer, folks. Um, and you've been listening to Indie Radio News on WBAI 99.5. My guests have been vocal member Daryl Herring and the organi- organization's civil rights campaign director, Nick Enkalata Malinowski. Got it right again. Damn. I have a difficult name, too, so it's a little. Um, but thank you both for joining us and to give to. WBAI and support mo- more programming like this, you can go to give to WBAI.org or call, or call 516-620-3602. Thank you and good night. We'll be back next week.